It's the Ag Ship Podcast. I'm Patrick Mayhorn. <clears throat> I'm the founder of the Ag Ship, a credentialed outlet and newsletter delivering Utah State football, men's basketball, and women's basketball feature-length stories and reporting to your inbox several times per week. You can subscribe at www.theagship.com at either the $6 or $10 a month tier. If you'd like, you can try the $10 tier, the flagship tier, for free uh, one month. If you click on the one free month button, in the post for this podcast. Um, you can also follow the outlet on Twitter at the Agship and me on Twitter, Patrick underscore Mayhorn. If you are a, a Utah State fan who's interested in Utah State stuff, I'd probably say to follow just the Agship Twitter account. I don't tweet a ton on my own personal account, um, and I'm going to be doing most of my Utah State related tweeting on the actual outlet account. Um, and I did a lot of that this past week. Uh, and that's what I'm going to talk about here. I'm I'm a I'm a day late on this podcast because I just I needed a break yesterday. I'm recording this on Sunday. You'll be hearing it Sunday or Monday. Um, and uh, it, I just I was going to do it Saturday. I was going to do it Friday night. Um, but I was going to do it Saturday, and it just day got away from me, and I, I needed uh, I needed a break because this past week. Uh, I was doing a lot of tweeting on the Eggship account, and I was doing a lot of other stuff because I was at Mountain West Media Days, um, two-day event out in Las Vegas. We got to, t- to talk to the coaches of the league, to a couple players from each team in the league, got preseason picks for team standings, for uh, all conference picks, all sorts of stuff. Um, Commissioner Craig Thompson, I'm saying off the top of my head, I, I don't know the man. I think it's Craig Thompson spoke a little bit at the beginning. No like big overarching coach press conferences, which was uh, new for me. In my experience in the past, there have been those. That was not the case here. Uh, all of the teams did sort of radio stuff. They did some photography stuff for the NCAA. They did all sorts of different stuff, Mountain West uh, specific like TV video, things of that nature. <clears throat> I don't think there was a whole lot of interviewing, though, outside of the radio hits, um, which I believe Utah State has archived, if you are interested. I believe that if you listen to the, I'm getting the exact name, the Utah State University sound, um, yeah, you'll get Craig Thompson, you'll get Blake Anderson talking to, uh, you know, talking on the radio, and then you'll get both player radio sessions as well. So if you're interested in that, I was not, uh, other than the Thompson one, I was not at the radio sessions because those are for the radio guys. Um, if you're interested in that, I would recommend checking that out. Uh, but my primary experience at Media Day was through two different uh, sessions with Utah State representatives. Uh, day one was Blake Anderson. Um, you have heard, I believe, the entirety of that session. I, I missed the first question because I was still sitting down. Uh, but I sat there with Blake Anderson for an hour. I was the, the only one who was there the entire time. I, I believe I was the only one there covering Utah State as a as a print as print media. I, there were a couple radio stations. Um, and then obviously the team and the SIDs and people who work for the team. But I believe I was the only actual media member, print media member there for Utah State. Um, and, uh, and so I sat there, Blake Anderson... Uh, you heard, <clears throat> like I said, you heard that interview. I mean, I, I have some some thoughts on on some of the things that he said that I just thought were interesting that I, I pulled out, and uh, I'm still working my way through transcribing that. Though I said in the post for that that um, 
the Blake Anderson recording that I wanted to have the transcript up that night. That was quite a while ago. Um, when I got back to my hotel after that, uh, after that event, I started transcribing. I just couldn't do it. Just could not, couldn't muster the energy for it. I was, uh, I was exhausted. Um, and I have not had the time since I've been writing stories and doing some stuff on the back end. And it's just been, it's been tricky to find time to do it. Transcribing takes a lot of time. I'm not going to complain a whole lot about my job being that I write about sports for a living, but transcribing takes a really long time. And so I'm hoping to have that up Monday. Uh, I'm hoping to have the full transcription. And if you are a, uh, a paid subscriber, that will be, you can see the whole thing. Um, I'm not sure that I'm going to do that every week uh, for like post-game or pre-game press conferences, just because like I said, it's really taxing. It takes a really long time, but I do like to have nearly the entirety of a coach's uh, statement in the media every time he does it transcribed so that I have it. Um, and if I do end up transcribing the entirety of his press conferences during the season, you will have those as well as a premium subscriber, as a, as a paid subscriber. Um, and so be on the lookout for that. But media days in general, I thought was a success. I thought it was, I, I, we, we were able to glean some information that we didn't have before. There was not a ton of groundbreaking stuff. Um, but it was interesting. I really liked talking to the players. The representatives for Utah State were Logan Bonner, and uh, I've been working on this name. I think I've got it. I think it's Hale Motuapuaka. Um, those were the two representatives. Uh, Hale is a delight. Extremely, extremely nice man. Just a big teddy bear. Um, I got to talk to him a little bit about his Polynesian roots, um, which if you're interested in, be on the lookout because there's a story coming on that sometime soon. Uh, not just about him, but about the the entire defensive line, which has a lot of Polynesian roots. Um, he just had a son three months ago, so he was telling me about that a little bit. Um, just, he, uh, he mentioned that I believe right now it, it sounds like the top contender at tackle to take over next to him is, uh, Philip Paya, I, I, I think is, is what he said. I'm going off the dome. I've not transcribed either of the players. Um, but that was sort of the expectation. I'm going to be doing my defensive tackle preview soon. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, but that is the expectation right now. Uh, as for... Logan Bonner. It sounds like all of the the new receivers have impressed him. Uh, there wasn't a ton that I took away from from Logan. He's he's fairly he keeps things pretty close to the vest, but he's healthy. He's cleared for fall camp, um, and he is uh, he felt a little bit slighted by the, uh, the the preseason conference voting. Utah State, of course, taking third in the Mountain Division and not placing a single player on the preseason All Conference team. I think I have more issue with the all-conference team than I do with third place in the division. You could certainly make a case for, you know, a higher rating in that, in those standings, right? They Utah State did just win the conference. Um, I, I honestly, I there's not a ton that I can do to split Air Force and Boise State and Utah State in my own mind. I, I think the three are fairly close. And ultimately... I, I think that it, it's not a, uh, it's a, it doesn't matter, certainly, but I, I think that it's understandable to have any of the three first, any of the three second, any of the three third. I don't know that my ranking would be different. Honestly, I might have Air Force at number one. Um, but I, I, uh, I don't think that people were as outraged at that as they were at the next day's um, release, which was the, the preseason all-conference team. Not a single Aggie in the bunch. And that's... Um, that's not that's not good. I don't think. I don't think that that's uh, 
fair, really, to this this bunch. There's not like there aren't, I don't think, a ton of standout stars right now on this team. There will be at the end of the season. You know, there's not a um, you know some of the last guys on the team for for Utah State were like Jordan Love, guys like that coming into the season where you know this dude's a star. And it's Logan Bonner certainly is in that kind of conversation, but this is a a really strong year for quarterback play in the league, and I don't blame the voters for putting Jake Hayner number one. I get it. Um, Running backs, I think Calvin Tyler would have a case, but again, I get it. Um, The ones that I said online I would probably have considered would be like Alfred Edwards at tackle. I think probably should have made the team one of the better tackles in the league. I think probably one of the top five linemen in the league coming into the season. And then on the other side of the line, I think Byron Vaughns and I think Halle both have cases, pretty strong cases, honestly, for for inclusion, especially because five defensive linemen were listed. There are some that I'm not going to disagree with, like Kate Hall is excellent. I'm not going to say Kate Hall is not excellent. But uh, there are some, like, let me actually, I've got the list right here, so let me just look at the list real quick. Um, Let's see here. Oh, where is it? Here we go. Yeah, like Scott Matlock, I think is pretty good. I don't really have any issue with that. Uh, Kate Hall, like I said, uh, even Vilami Vilami Fihoko, I think is a decent choice. But like Kishon Banks, man, I don't know. I don't know about Kishon Banks on the first team or or Jonah Tavai from from San Diego State. Like two San Diego State defensive linemen on the first team when the best defensive the best San Diego State defensive lineman from 2021 is gone. He's not on the team. He's not, you know, uh, Cameron Thomas is gone. I I have some issues with that. Fahoko, I, I understand. Hall, I understand. Um, Matlock, I understand. But I, uh, yeah, I don't know about two San Diego State linemen <laughs> from this line. I think it's going to be good. The defense is always good. The line is always good. But I would certainly have given a lot more consideration to Utah State than I think was really given. Um, Hunter Reynolds probably has a slight case. I don't love Hunter Reynolds as much as I do some of the other defensive backs who did make it. Um if Cam Lampkin had returned, I think he would have had a case. But in general, it's not like there were, you know, a dozen Utah State players who should have been considered, but I do think at least a couple of them probably should have been included um, that, that that weren't. I don't know what my teams would look like personally. I've not sat down and, and done that exercise. I'm sure I could, but uh, I, I would I'd probably have Halle and, and, and Byron and Alfred on my team, I think. Um so that, uh, that that caused sort of a big stink. I, I, I understand um, where that's coming from. Defending champions, I think, probably should be getting more respect than they are. And, and it seemed like Blake Anderson sort of felt the same way, um, which is where I'll jump into what he was saying. Uh, when asked about it a couple times, he sort of said that he wasn't really surprised, and he seemed disappointed a little bit, but not, like, significantly. And I'm gathering that sort of the feeling around Utah State in the conference, media-wise, team-wise, whatever it is, is that last season's run is not replicable. And it seemed like Blake Anderson was kind of alluding to a feeling that that is the case from without. Obviously, we don't know if that's true. We haven't seen him play in 2020. Um, That instinct, I think, is probably would probably be extended to any surprise champion, right? If... uh, I don't think it's Utah State specific. Basically, if if I don't know, I'm trying to think of a good example. Let's say San Jose State 
was to run the table this year, right? Um, next year, I don't imagine that San Jose State would be getting the kind of respect that Boise State does, right? Or that San Diego State does, even if it wins. I mean, it did this in 2020. We're not that far removed from it actually doing this. Um, and it, we saw this bear out, right? And it's just, uh, I don't know that I even say it's a flaw in the system. It's just a, a part of the system that happens, right? Is that the teams who are more successful for longer are going to be represented more in these kind of things, the Boise States, the San Diego States, the, you know, the schools of that nature are always going to be given a bump, a legacy bump based on the helmet, based on the history. I think in Utah State has not yet drawn that kind of uh, reputation under Anderson. I think it certainly could. Um, but that seemed to be sort of where he was, where he was leaning. And I, I would agree with that. Um, he had a lot to say that I thought was pretty interesting. He mentioned to me, I asked if they were interested in bringing in a transfer running back, uh, or if that had sort of gone by the wayside, he had mentioned that in signing day on signing day. Uh, and he said that that was still a possibility. And then the next day, Jordan Wilmore announces that he is at Utah state. Jordan Wilmore, of course, Fresno state, former Fresno state running back. Didn't do a ton these last couple years. He was also used to be at Utah. He played as a freshman in 2019 at Utah and was pretty good. Um, I want to get the, uh, the credit right. I believe it was Brian Phillips who reported originally that he was transferring in. Um, and then Wilmore posted a picture a couple hours later, I think. Uh, but uh, yeah, credit to credit to Brian for that one. I, I was able to confirm it on Friday, I think. I think it was Friday, Thursday or Friday. Uh, but Jordan Wilmore adds, I think, a little bit more confidence to the, to the backup running back room. I would guess that he is immediately the number two behind Calvin Tyler uh, and that he will split time likely with John Gentry for that spot. Um, and that Calvin Tyler is still going to see, obviously, the lion's share of the carries. Wilmore is not really a guy who's going to challenge Tyler, I don't think. It's more just, you know, I, I would guess a result of a lack of confidence in either Gentry or the guys behind Gentry. Uh, I don't know which one it is. I guess we'll see come, come you know, come the season time. But uh, Wilmore's a good player. He's not He's not amazing. Former four-star, uh, has, a, has a pretty high ceiling. He's a lot like Calvin Tyler, a lot like John Gentry in his play style. He's a smaller guy, quick, hard to bring down, hard to get a hold of. Uh, he's, a, he's more than capable of being a backup in this league. I think that he's a strong addition, especially this late in the cycle. It's uh, it's hard. It's hard to find guys right now. There are a couple P5 guys at running back who had entered recently, but uh, bringing Wilmore in I think makes a lot of sense. I think it's a solid addition. Um, also from Anderson, I thought it was interesting. He talked about – he was asked about NIL a couple times and said that it really hasn't impacted Utah State or this league a ton, which makes sense. Uh, but he did also say that he would like to see something more equitable. Uh, and he, he hit on that phrase a lot, more equitable. Um, I don't think I have the exact quote in front of me, but he alluded while saying that a couple times to some sort of system that pays all the players in college football an equal set sort of base. And it seemed like he was kind of inching towards revenue sharing as that idea, right? Which is something that people have talked about a lot this week with the Penn State uh, College Football Players Association uh, forming a branch, right? Um, and uh, I talked to, for a different podcast, I talked to Matt Brown of Extra Points uh, about this, right? About if, if this is something that has support in the coaching community. And it, he, he said it has more support than you'd think. And it seems like Blake Anderson is sort of at the forefront of that. We're going to get the chance to talk to Blake again next week, next Thursday for 
uh, Utah State specific media days, uh, which I, I, at that I'm going to ask him sort of what he thinks about the uh, the Players Association, if that's something that he would support his own team looking into. Um, it seems like he's on sort of the cutting edge of this this sort of discussion among college football coaches. So credit to him. I think he's in the right. I think he's got the right idea. And I was I was interested to hear that. Um, there wasn't a ton else from him that I think is urgent. I, I asked a lot of more structural questions just that I'm curious about that I'm going to write about in the future, but I don't know that they're really great podcast discussion topics right now. Um, the only other thing is that he did confirm that, uh, as I've said a couple times now, Quazel White is no longer on the team. He's not on the roster. He's no longer on the team. Um, I, I asked him about his stance really on second chances in general, and he said that that Yes, that is something that he likes to do. He likes to give players an opportunity to learn from their mistakes, but there are some instances where it just can't it can't be, and I think that this is one of those instances. Uh, so Quazo White, no longer with the team, will not be the right guard this year. Um, it sounds like there's a pretty open competition there. So we will uh, we will see. We'll see who who ends up getting that job. My guess is probably, as I said on the last podcast or whatever it was. Um, uh, I would guess that Falu, Falapule uh, Alo, the center, is probably going to be your starting right guard. If not him, I think it's probably Aaliyah, the uh, the big boy. I, I would guess that that is... I would guess that that's the case. Uh, but we will see. We'll see. It's fall camp starts on the 29th. It's, it's right here, July 29th, Friday. It's coming Friday. Is that right? Friday, really? Yeah, goodness, Friday. Uh, media days is Thursday. That's on Friday. Uh, camp, unfortunately, is closed. You hear my cat playing in the background again. He's made this in every podcast uh, occasion. But camp is unfortunately closed to everybody. Uh, but we will be able to see a pair of scrimmages on the 6th and on the 13th. Uh, I will be at both of those. If you'd like to say hello, I'd, I'd love to uh, I'd, I'd love to, uh, love to to say hello, love to see you. Sorry, my, my cat is all over me. Um, but I'd love to see you. love to say hello. I'll probably be taking, hopefully I'll be taking pictures. Um, just say hi. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to, uh, chat about the team. Uh, I will have a pair of podcasts coming about those scrimmages as they happen. Just afterward recapping sort of what we saw, uh, excited to see the team really am. I'm really, really excited to see what the lineup looks like. I'm excited to see, who's standing out and uh, ultimately I'm really excited to see him play. Uh season is now just over a month away. I mean, it's it's right there, man. It's right there. It's really it it has really come quick, you know. Uh and I'm uh, I'm excited. I'm really excited to see what this team can do. I think that they're uh, a, a tremendously interesting bunch. Um I want to detail a little bit the plans for the outlet uh, through fall camp, just because I, you know, you are the ones paying for it. <laughs> I figure I should probably let you know what all I'm going to be doing. So this next week, as you're hearing this on probably Monday, this current week, then the 25th through the uh, 31st, um, I'm hoping to have the Blake Anderson transcript up. Um, I'm going to have the California Aggies, which is part of the 1961 series. Is that going to come on Tuesday? Uh, Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'm not going to have anything going up, I don't think, unless something crazy happens at media days, but Friday, I'm going to have a film study on that 1961 offense and how it works. I'm going to give myself an extra day for that just to, um, 
you know, really, really make it high quality. Today, as you're listening to this on Sunday, I posted a story about that 1961 offensive line that if you are a paid subscriber, you can go and listen to or go and read now. Uh, really, really good offensive line. I don't know that a podcast is a great venture or venture venue rather to talk about that team, to talk about the 1961 team, just because, I don't know, it's it's sort of difficult to do like game recaps for a game for games that were played 60 years ago. But if you're interested, you should really, really go read that series. I, I, I hinted at it last week. It is out now. The first three stories are out, as are the archives. I think it's really interesting. Um, if you're interested in history at all, I think you'll like it. So that will be up. Film study will be up Friday, ending that series. Saturday, uh, I will be putting up the Agship pod, just the standard, regular Agship pod on Saturday morning. Then, as we get into August, we're going to start to have some sort of a little bit more special stuff. So, Monday the 1st, I'd like to get the Sinners preview posted. We're going back to forecasting the Aggies. So, you can look forward to that. You're going to have the Sinners uh, forecast in the Sinners. Should be a little bit of a, clo- of a shorter one because there are really only two guys in contention there. Wednesday will be the defensive end preview. Uh, Friday will be the defensive tackles preview. Saturday is that first scrimmage. Um, I'm going to have a a recap podcast posted uh, ASAP. I'm also going to have posting Saturday morning the next premium podcast, the next premium ag ship. So I mention that because I need your questions. Once again, I'm asking for your questions for the podcast. Uh, That form will be sent out once again this week. I'm going to send it out every month. It is open. It's open all the time. So if you have questions outside of when I send it, uh, feel free to send those in then. But that form, if you are a $10 tier subscriber, is going to be open soon. Or it's still open, but it's going to be sent out to you soon for your your questions about fall camp. Um, And I'll be answering those in a podcast that's going to go out on the morning of the 6th. Uh, The podcast recapping the scrimmage will be posted as soon as I get home and have it recorded. And then Sunday the 7th, I'm going to have scrimmage notes posted. Uh, sort of just to look at everything that we saw in, in a written form, kind of a, uh, a depth chart, a little bit of everything, right? Just, just here's what you need to know from the scrimmage. From there, on the 8th, we're going to do the linebackers preview. 10th is going to be the cornerbacks preview. Uh, the 12th is the safety preview. Uh, 13th, we have another scrimmage, so I'm going to be doing the same thing with the podcast coming out Saturday after the scrimmage, uh, and then Sunday, the scrimmage notes. Um, And then on the 15th, we're going to have the special teams preview, at which point I'm done with forecasting the Aggies. And then I'm going to get into doing a couple, I have a couple player features that I want to do. Sorry, I've got a physical planner that I'm uh, flipping through here, but that's the plan for the next couple weeks. It's going to be really cool. I think it's going to be really exciting. I've got game week, get, get, like game week, actual game week planned out for the first time, knowing what I'm doing all then, uh, when I'm doing it. It's going to be really, really cool. I'm really excited for it. Uh, if you are also excited and you have not yet subscribed, you should do so at www.theagship.com. Love to have you. I think it's going to be a great season uh, for Utah State and for content, uh, which is that's the good stuff. That's the, uh, you know, that's the great, that's the, uh, the, the, the good times of the year, you know, is, is, uh, is football season. I think that this is going to be a really compelling team to watch and hopefully a really compelling team to follow through, uh, the eggship. The last thing here, 
I'm going to leave you with. This is going to be a, a fairly short podcast. I apologize. Um, but we're getting to the point where they're not going to be short anymore. So enjoy these while you can. Uh, the last thing here that I want to leave you with is something pretty cool. This is uh, this is something that I, I came to me through Matt Brown, who I mentioned earlier, who runs the Extra Points newsletter. Let me get an actual um, website so I know what I'm... Uh, so I can say the actual name instead of just <laughs> telling you what it is. Uh, yeah, it's extra points MB, just the letters MB.com is the extra points newsletter. Very, very good newsletter. And Matt very graciously sent me uh, the official listing of the stuff that the assets that Utah State sent in uh, for the upcoming. NCAA football video game, which is going to be coming next summer. He has been getting all sorts of these things from from schools. He sends out requests to get this stuff. Uh, this is the these are the songs. These are the chants. The things that Utah State sent in to EA to be included in the game. Um, if you I don't if you don't play video games, go ahead and tune out. But if you're interested, I think this is pretty cool. You're going to get to know a little bit of what the Aggies are going to look like in the video game. Um, I've got a list here of, uh, of things that have been sent in. So first up, we've got the Utah State fight song. Pretty basic, got to have that in there. Um, we've got... Yeah, we got the fight song. We've got... Let's see. I, I'm, I'm looking through this at the first time. I've got something standalone. They've got a standalone Scotsman, which is interesting. Um, they've got house music. It says several of the other columns are, heart, are house music rather than band. I don't know if that will be added. Uh, if you've been to a game, you know a lot of this stuff. You know a lot of what this sounds like. But they've got Scotsman. They've got fight song in the game. Um, they also have here, let's see, the I Believe chant, uh, which would be right before kickoff. Um, have everybody holding both hands up in the bullhorns uh, during kickoff. They have that's another Aggie first down from the PA announcer. They have the third down, heard down, where everybody screams. <laughs> um, they've got crowd doing the Scotsman singing the school song. Um, they've got all sorts of cool stuff here. Uh, winning team, losing team. They've got. Yeah, I mean, this is this is pretty much the stuff that you'd see at the actual game. I, I'm, I've not looked at this in detail, but uh, it seems like they got just about everything in there. It's pretty cool. We gotta get gotta get some specific fans in there. I'm thinking of some some folks who are who are in the stands that need to be in the actual game. I don't know if EA wants to play, pay the licensing rights for that, but um, it should be pretty cool. It should be a pretty accurate reflection of what you actually see uh in in Logan on game day you know I'm I've not I've not gone yet I've not been able to uh I, I've not been able to to have the chance to go to a game yet I just got here <laughs> you know but I'm really excited about it I've certainly seen the games on television I've seen all that stuff and uh if you're interested if you're a, if you play, if you play the video games if you play the NCAA game you're going to get the chance to see pretty much a a, a you know pretty solid recreation of what's actually happened, which is pretty neat. Um, they're, they're putting the effort in, and, and Utah State is more than happy to cooperate. So thanks again to Matt Brown for that information. 
Um, I don't know that I'm going to have a story on that specifically because, frankly, I don't I don't know enough about how all that stuff works, how the the uh, the NCAA video game process works to write about it intelligently. But if you're interested, that's how that is. That's what it's going to be. You're going to get to see all sorts of stuff that you recognize in there, um, and it should be pretty cool. People are going to be able to play as the Aggies in a pretty pretty faithful rendition, I think, uh, from uh, from from EA. So I don't think I have anything else this week. Um, Media Day is super cool. Really, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed. I've really enjoyed covering this team, just in general. I um, I don't say it enough. I've I've really, really had a great time covering Utah State so far. I'm I'm excited to uh, get into the first actual season, get into playing some games, and sooner than that, even get into fall camp. You know, I think it's going to be it's a it's a really interesting fall camp. There's a lot of storylines to follow, and I'm going to be there as much as I possibly can to uh, to do so. Be at both scrimmages, be interviewing players and coaches after practice. Um, it's exciting. It's an exciting time if, if you're uh, if you're a Utah State fan as well. It's um, I think it's going to be a really fun season, and we are now, um, you know, we're closer than we have been at all <laughs> this you know this this off season. It's 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 very very close. It is fall camp's less than a week away. Actual season's just over a month. Um, it's closer than you think. It's it's coming right up, and I think it's going to be really cool. Really exciting if you are if you are uh, interested in high quality coverage of your favorite team uh, on the gridiron on the court both courts women's and men's basketball www.theagship.com once again six dollar tier ten dollar tier you can try out the ten dollar tier for free uh, also on Twitter at the Agship um, oh I'll also mention here real quick if you tailgate during the season which I would assume a lot of you do hopefully a lot of you do it's a good thing to do uh, if you tailgate during the season. I'm going to be at home games walking around well before the game uh, during tailgate time with uh, stickers, with Agship stickers. Um, and I'm going to be doing for my weekly post-game cover story, I'm going to be including at the bottom my rankings of the top three tailgate foods I had that week and, and who is uh, who was responsible for them. Everybody who, uh, who I talk to is going to get a sticker, but um, if you have a tailgate... And uh, this fall setup, you will likely see me around uh, potentially awarding you the greatest tailgate of the week, which I think is going to be really fun. And I get to try out a little bit of people's tailgate food, chat with some fans. I think it's going to be really cool. So if you are tailgating and you are around definitely during the season, say hi to me as well. I will be strolling around. I'll be the guy who is dressed professionally and not in shorts and, and fan gear uh <laughs> I can't, you can't miss me i will uh, i will stand out in the crowd i've done it before i will stand out in the crowd it's okay um and i think that's it i'm uh like i said i'm excited very very excited for the season we will talk next week for what is it just another yeah another one of these another regular podcast i will be talking probably about i don't know maybe team projection stuff from media days we'll see we'll see we'll get there when we uh when we do we'll get there when we get there uh but until then i will talk to you all next saturday